Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to the Outer Spaces podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Drawn, and my co-host Joshua Gillow is not going to be with us today. He's actually out doing setting up for the Tony Robbins UPW. He's actually going to be uh, a host. He's actually working there. So he had to go in a day early. I'm going in tomorrow, and I think there's like 26 other people we invited, so it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, today, I have a really special guest. Um, this guy, he's, he's going to find out some stuff today that he didn't really know, but I want to talk about Brian Kaskavalsian. He's going to probably clean up the last name when he starts, but but Brian, tell me a little bit about yourself and let's get started. Wow. What do you want to know? So <laughs> I, uh, right today, I um, run a company called G4 Marketing Group, where we work with hundreds of home improvement companies around the country, helping them with what we call relationship marketing. So it's like when you're done with the job, what do you do with that customer? The last thing you want to do is just let them go. And so we work with companies, some of the best names in the home improvement industry. We help them by saying thank you, getting reviews, getting referrals, getting repeat business. We stay in touch, stay in touch and uh, do all kinds of things. That's my main business. However, where I spend most of my time and where I met you and uh, Joshua was through our other company, which is the Wealthy Contractor. So there's the podcast, there's the books, there's the trainings, there's Accelerate Live that we do every year. Um, I come from, I don't know if you want me to go back into my history, um, but the quick version is I grew up in basically the home improvement industry. I started as a commissioned salesperson at 21 for a kitchen and bath company, high-end kitchen and bath company. About three or four years later, I started my own business. That became another business, became another business, became another business. And um, I, I like to say I made a lot of money, but then I made some really dumb decisions and some really poor choices. And I lost everything at 40 years old. So lost the money, lost the house, the cars. And we, uh, you know, at 40 years old, we picked up, that was 13 years ago. We picked up and moved from Southern California to uh, where we live now, which is Miami and basically started all over again. And, uh, and we started G4 marketing at that, at that time. And the whole thing with the wealthy contractor is I want to help as many contractors as I can avoid those mistakes that I made and help them see the right path, if you will, what it takes, not just 
you know, skill set wise, sales and marketing and people and process and all of that, but also with the mindset. How do you get the right mindset to be successful? Because at the end of the day, Dwayne, I really, I really believe it's 80 to 90 percent mindset and it's 10 to 20 percent skill set. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the secret that I was going to tell you, not really a big secret, but there's actually two things I want to tell you. Um, the Accelerate program that we went to last year, uh, actually not last year, it was actually this year. It was this year, yeah. That, I'm 45. I have been in business basically my entire life. I've only had two jobs and both jobs were car salesmen and they last total for two years. So I've been in business my entire life. I have never paid for a program or an event until I went to your event. And there is a huge, now the Tony Robbins thing I went through, um, Joshua actually gifted that to me, him and I, we weren't even really friends yet. He just, we just actually met for dinner. He's happened to come to Chicago. He saw me on Facebook and he said, let's meet. He went to a Tony Robbins UPUW. He came back out. He said, man, this Dwayne seems like a cool guy. He had no clue what I was dealing with. I was dealing with basically what you, the other side of what you just said, I had lost everything. I was losing everything. And your event was the first one I've ever paid for. Joshua asked me, my monkey brain kicked in. I said, hell no, I'm not paying for this. This seems like it's going to be a lot of money. I'm coming off a vacation. I'm coming through winter. This is, you know, I mean, construction business design construction. We, we always, we're always worried about having cash through the winter. And I just agreed. And I went and that I have to say that was the very best thing. Like, I'm just so happy. I even get to talk to you. We were pumped about the last time. And remember we had to reschedule Josh and I were pumped just so we can get the chat. And the funny part about even talking to you now, we kicked it with you in the elevator before it all kicked off. We didn't even know it was you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Here's what I, remember. I, here's what I wanted to key in. And I went through the exact, the exact same thing. Um, we had a brick paver patio business. Um, we sort of struggled the whole way through. I mean, we did several million dollars, but it was just all a struggle. And finally, one day we decided to shut it down, do something new, move to Chicago, sold the house. You mean, did all, we did all the burn the bridges, you mean, burn the boats and, and came ashore. We got to Chicago, started everything. Everything kicks off. Life happens. Father dies within six months. Turmoil, mental crush. And next thing you know, we are flat broke. I mean, like, like, I don't even, I'm not afraid to tell it. People get to hear it. Six eviction processes, three cars repoed. Every single bank account was, was destroyed. Beacon score all the way down to, I probably hit 380. I mean, like it, it went all the way down to the bottom. And I was, I was stressed. Like I remember sitting on the bed one time looking at my pistol, like I'm going to end this. So, and I, I just could not do it. Now let's talk about you and how'd you crawl out of that and what did you do and get yourself back into who you are now? Yeah. Well, as you know, when you're in that situation, I'm assuming you had a family at that, at that point, right? Wife and three kids and one in college. Yeah. So you couldn't give up. Yeah. Right. You couldn't stop. Um, I hate to hear about the pistol thing and I'm glad you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, you, you, uh, you really, you get, you, you, you come to that point where you have no choice. It's, you got to figure it out. You got to go make it work like you did. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got to get mentally 
strong. I did. You want to know specifically the things that I did personally, me myself? Let them hear because people are dealing with this. This is real. People are dealing yeah. with this right now. Well, look, you had to talk to yourself. You can't talk to yourself. I've said things to myself. I was just talking with somebody the other day about this. I have said things to myself that I would never say to another human being ever. That shit's got to stop. You can't talk to yourself that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I stopped that. And it's very rare that I do it today. I did it for many, many, many years, probably up until, you know, 45, 46 years old, like your age. Um, I don't do that anymore. I listened to things that would inspire me, um, things that would help show me a better path. Um, and, and, and I went to work. I, I mean, you just, if you believe in what you are doing and you provide a good service, then you go out and you sell it. And, um, and so that's what that's what we did. Now, one of the things that I did learning, you know, my, my I'm not sure why you ended up where you did, but I ended up there because I took on a lot of debt that I shouldn't have taken on in the business because what we call the profit model of that business was broken. If you can't fund your business through cash flow and you have to go get debt to do it to fund the growth or even to make payroll, you're doing it wrong. Your profit model's broken. And so we made sure that our profit model was sound in the new business. Actually, you guys, you guys taught that in the Accelerate event and I enjoyed listening to that. Yeah. 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 I, I learned. About, and look, at the end of, sorry to cut you off, but you at the end of the day, it's all about profitability. The yeah. business has to be profitable. And that's that starts early. I don't care what size your business is. That has to start early because if you're doing whatever, three or four hundred thousand, three or four million, 30 or 40 million, what you start with is where you end up unless you do something different. What I mean by that is you would be shocked at how many businesses I know that are doing 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million and not making any money. Yeah. Well, they could go and beat their chest and say, Hey, look at me. I did 30 million. Yeah. But you're not making any money. Right. So I don't care. I'm, I'm more impressed by the person that's doing three or 4 million with a 20, 25% bottom line than I am with somebody that's doing 30 or 40 million with hardly any bottom line. Yeah. What do you feel about profit first? Because honestly, that's what put my business in, in striking. Like that's what we're striking like a MF right now, because um, that was one of my problems. Um, my finances were horrible. Like, and, yeah. but who knows? Who knows how to manage finances? Like, I I grew up with a mom and dad who I think my dad at the most made forty five, and I think my mom made forty six, forty eight thousand a year. They did credit cards. I thought they were rich though. You know I mean because we sort of, I mean, we started off in the hood, and then you know, we sort of moved up like the Jeffersons. We had the brand new Taurus every four years. Like, so I thought 
I thought my mom and dad were rich. They have a house in Jamaica. We traveled every other year and we we actually traveled compared to some of the other brothers that I grew up with. So yeah. I thought they were rich. I didn't know that was credit card debt. I didn't know that was um, they were refined, but they made it look good. So when I yeah. was growing up, I'm here making 600,000, 800,000. I had no clue how to manage that. And it was a freaking mess. And I remember talking to Josh one day and he was like, have you read a book on finances? And I just I just I didn't even say anything else. I, I just like you MF her. And I basically humped the phone on him and I started reading books and I read profit first. My whole entire operation, we're, we have so much money just sitting for what we need. I can almost take two, three months off and still keep moving and still maintaining and stuff from there. So what do you think about that type of system? It's listen to me, having a system, any system is better than no system. I love profit first. It's a very simple idea. Mm-hmm. And it's not very hard to execute. Take X percentage right off the top every single week and put it away and learn how to live on the rest. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. It's, it. it's, it's a beautiful system. Like I sometimes look, I pinch and, myself. Yeah. Well, and you and you just said, right, you just said that you could go for two or three months and you have more than enough cash. Right. To be able to to fund everything. That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. You got to be able to leave your business and come back and have it be healthier than when you left. Yeah, that's the dream. That was it. Yeah. Just even when I went to come to your event um, that whole month of December, I was actually I won't go too far into it, but I was actually I got sick and I was on bed rest for the whole month of December. And then when everything was okay. I just did the F you and hopped on a plane and went to Punta Cana. Like I got cleared from the doctor on Tuesday. My wife and I flew out to Punta Cana on a Thursday. And nice. then Josh hits me and was like, hey, man, you want to come to this? I'm like, more money? And I'm like, ah, the monkey brain kicked. And I'm like, I got that shit. And I just, I mean, covered it. But here's what I want to add to. And it's something else that you guys spoke upon. And, I, and it, there's two things, but I want to hit this other one. I don't think it's spoken upon enough in business. One of the first sections that you guys opened up, and it was so beautiful, it was about what are you doing to live your personal life? And then how can you get your personal life? How can you get your business to pay for your personal life? I love that. I wish more people would talk about that. And I'd like to have you talk a little bit more about that too. Well, look, at the end of the day, I talk with a lot of people about, here's how, here's how business planning, look, we're at, we're at the end of November, right? Or beginning of November as we're, as we're recording this, a lot of people are doing planning for next year, Right here's how the planning goes, right? So I'll ask somebody, okay, how'd you do this year? Well, we did, I'm just going to make a number up, $4 million, right? We did $4 million. Number doesn't matter, by the way. Has It's just an example. $4 million. How much money did you make? So I'm one of the few people that I'll ask you to your face. All right, great. How much money did you make? Right. Because I don't care about the top line. I only care about what you get to take home. Right. Mm -hmm. So the answer starts. You you always know if the answer starts with, well, you know that you're getting an answer that's not good. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, this year we had this come up and we had that come up. And so we really didn't make a lot of money this year. But next year. So, okay, so let's talk about next year. So what are you going to do next year? Well, next year we want to do six million. Okay, you want to do six million. And how much are you going to make on the six million? And it all just kind of falls apart from there. Because what I say all the time is 
talking about sales is very logical. You talk about the monkey brain, right? It's just, it's, it, it, it's, we can, it, we can wrap our head around the idea of selling whatever the number is, but here's where it starts to get emotional, psychological is now when we talk about how much money are you going to take home? So, you know, from Accelerate that 10% is the absolute bare minimum. You're not making 10% today. You're, you're in tr- especially today, yeah. right? Something's broken. Ideally, you want to be somewhere between 15 and 20. So if you're doing, again, using the same example, $4 million, you should be making $600,000 a year. Now, the problem is, is that when you talk to somebody like that, they've only ever made, let's say, two or 300000 in their lifetime. That's the most they've ever made in their life. So they don't know what 600000 looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, right? And so they've got this idea that, well, if I just keep selling more, I'm going to eventually make more money. No, it doesn't work that way. I flip it around. So in my book, The Seven Secrets book, the very first thing I talk about is clarity, understanding what it is that you want from your business, whether that's money, time, freedom, whatever it is. Why? What do you want from your business? When we're looking at the money portion of it, okay, how much money do you want to make? And people don't have a logical answer. So I came up with this exercise that I introduced to you guys, the four numbers exercise. All right, well, let's start with your lifestyle. How much is it going to cost you to live in the house you want to live in, drive the cars you want to drive, travel where you want to go, eat where you want to eat, on and on, where you send your kids to school, on and on. Come up with a number. Then let's look at, all right, How much money do you want to contribute to your future wealth? Let's come up with a number. Then let's come up with a giving number. How much money do you want to give away? And then finally, let's look at how much we're going to spend in taxes or how much debt we want to retire. When we put those four numbers together, we have we come up with a single number. And let's just say it's four hundred thousand dollars. Right. Okay. Now let's look at the business and say, okay, how much business do we need to do in order for you to make $400,000? Let's work backwards from what you want rather than just coming up with this number that doesn't mean anything except vanity, right? Except ego. Oh, I'm going to be able to say I did 5 million or 6 million. I don't care about that stuff anymore. You know, what? the reason why, like, even talking to you right now is really dope is because after that exercise was over, like, I understand you guys, you, you only had like two days to put all this together and you had the client yeah. experience. My monkey brain kicked in and I didn't do the client experience, but Joshua did. But, but, and he begged me to stay. Like, I was actually going to fly home. He begged me to stay to kick it one more day. While you guys were doing the client experiences, I was actually going through and writing out that whole thing. I actually built the spreadsheet. I shared it with my wife and went through. I created a little different, but sort of with the same format. 
And our business was just a design management. So I would design it. I would pay the client would pay me the project manage it. And then we bring in all the contractors go from there. After that, I looked at what I wanted in my life and I just said, fuck, no, this is not going to pay for my life. So I changed that like right after leaving. And we went back to our model of selling the entire job. We raised our profit margins where it's supposed to be. I mean, I'll give you some of the list that's going down. We bought two cars this year. Okay. Um, we actually did not move. We were going to move, but we were going to move based on the number that I put on where I wanted to live. Um, I actually ended up staying where I was because the market was so volatile this year and where yeah. I, what, where yes. I live is a really nice place, but you mean, yeah. I was going to go to that level of where we were because the cash cap was building and here's something else is dope. I'm buying a fucking airplane. You know what I mean? Like I never thought in a million years I can afford an airplane, but after putting that model together, um, and then going from there. I'm, I'm buying an airplane. I'm actually putting the deposit down in June. Uh, they'll have it ready for me by August, but I won't have it till August of 2023 just because of the time it takes to build it. But yeah. it's because of the model and the system. And just like you say, most people are only making, used to making a hundred or 200,000. You start hitting five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar marks. One, you got to figure out who's doing it too. You I mean, you got to find that people, that person to, to be around. And, and that's yeah. where your group was amazing. Something else I want to hit on too is um, mindset. Mindset is 80% of everything that we do. Um, when we were at the event, it felt, it felt like we, we didn't push deep into that. Is there a reason why? Um, it's a tough topic. I talk about it more than most. So I, I don't know if you remember, but the second day I did go pretty deep into it. But you're right. I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time on it um, because it is a it, it's a tough topic to talk about. People are not used to it. And so, um, I mean, I talk about it a lot on podcasts. I talk about it in the book. I talk about it in my smaller groups, you know, but, um, with that event, just because we have to touch on so many things over two days, um, it is a little harder, but we do, we, I spend as much time on it as, as I can. Um, but I want to go back to one thing that was very interesting that what you said, first off, congratulations. I mean, I, for me to hear that stuff is so exciting that, you know, we did this and we did that and we did this because you know what happened? You got focused. You got focused. You said, okay, I need this number. And again, the number doesn't matter. It's different for everybody. For some people, 200 grand is the most money in the whole world and they can live their dream life and build their future on 200. For some people, it's 2 million. For some people, it's 20 million. It does not matter. Every principle is exactly the same. And what so what happens is you got focused and now you can look at it and you can say, OK, if my number is whatever, four hundred thousand dollars every day now, my talking to myself is I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm earning four hundred thousand dollars. You have to become worth four hundred thousand dollars in your head first before the the marketplace will give it to you. If you are not there in your head first, the marketplace won't, won't be able to give it to you. And if it did, 
This happens to a lot of people. If it did give it to you, you wouldn't be able to hold on to it because you're not there yet. This is what happens with like people that come into riches all of a sudden that never had money to begin with. Unfortunately for them, because they didn't get their head there, they lose everything. They go back to their comfort zone where they're comfortable. Yeah. Nine out of 10 go broke. And, and we all, and, and I have to admit, I would have been in that category too. I mean, that first company we had, we did 6 million and that thing. And I blew through every penny of that and more. Matter of fact, I still owe some people at the end. So, yes. you I mean, you have to, you learn in increments of mindset and it's the people yeah. you're around. Um, one, I enjoyed that when you're at those events, do you get a lot of time after? I, I know it's a lot when you're up there, but say those events that we did in the evening, do you get a lot of time to talk to other business owners and figure out some of their, their stories? Or that's what you mainly do throughout the, the weeks and the days that you're working? Well, that's that's what I do. That's what I've been doing for the last few years with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm I want to learn the shortcuts. I want to learn what made people successful. By the way, this year's event, um, the theme of it is going to be success leaves clues, not this year, 22, which is coming up, but it's success leaves clues. So if you, if you study successful people and you listen to them, you will hear certain things that they have in common. And once you identify what those things are, and I do the best I can to share those things with people, you know, here are the clues that they are leaving behind. Here is what they are doing to be successful. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't get enough of it. I, I, I only really hang out with business owners. Yeah. I mean, you and me could sit and talk for hours and hours and hours, right? Because we have so much in common. But if you had, if you were a salesperson for your company, let's say, if Dwayne was the salesperson for big Dwayne's company, right? You and I would last four or five minutes, Yeah. right? Not that there's anything wrong with you. It's just... We just don't have that much to talk about. We're not in common. But you and me, business owner to business owner, we got a lot in common. Yeah. Right? And the more power. I hear about where you were and the things that you did, it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. Proximity He's power. been through some hurt. Yeah. That's why I remember Mark, um, the guy who does, uh, I think they do the kitchens for like Home Depot and those guys. Oh, yeah. 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 I cornered his ass, buddy. I mean, oh, and yeah. I spent some time and I fired off questions because- a man yeah. doesn't get to that position without some type of knowledge or some type of stuff. Yeah. And I spent Mark maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah, I spent an hour working on him. Um, the yeah. questions, and this is something I've noticed, it's dope that you said that. What are some of the big takeaways that you're getting from some of these successful business owners? Like, what are you really learning that that you're that you're feeling it and you're starting to make a correlation understanding? Well, and so again, I wrote a book about this called The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. So if you want, I can just quickly run through those seven secrets. There you go. <laughs> right. So we already talked about the first one, clarity. It's like if you look at successful people know where they're going. They have a vision. They know where they're going. They know what they want. They don't apologize for it either. There's nothing wrong with wanting what you want. God bless you. You want an airplane. 
I think that's awesome. Right. Another thing, by the way, is that your real friends and and real successful people will congratulate you every step of the way. You did something good. You accomplished something. Man, oh, man. I am so happy to hear that. You know why? Because if you did it, that means I can do it, too. Right. So clarity is so important because it gives you focus. Now, you know, OK, well, wait a minute. I know that I want this for my family, for me, for my family, for my community, for my team, whatever it is. And you'll go now you'll go make that happen. The second thing is taking responsibility. We live in a world of blame and excuses, especially lately. You know, I don't want to get into politics here, but especially <laughs> like everything is blame and excuses. You are not your you're not where you want to be because of something or someone else. That is such a bunch of bullshit. It's bullshit. unbelievable. Bullshit. You want to you want control over your life. What you have to do is take responsibility for every outcome, everything that's happening to you in your life. The only way you can change it is by taking responsibility for it and owning it. Is there stuff out there that holds people down? Yeah, of course there is for everybody. But, and, and uh, you know, maybe more for some other people. But you know what? Being, being a victim to it doesn't help. It does not help at all. The only thing that helps is to recognize, you know what? The only thing I have any control over is the thoughts I think, the beliefs I hold true, and the actions that I take. And so successful people take responsibility and they don't blame the economy. They don't blame the, the government. They don't blame whatever. Right. They move forward. The third thing is they're absolutely committed. How committed are you to getting the airplane? Oh, right? my God. <laughs> you're putting a, you put a deposit or you're putting a deposit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're 100 percent committed. And yeah. once you put that deposit down, that's it. It's yours, right? You got to do whatever you got to do to pay for the rest of it. Yeah. And so that's commitment. So how committed are you to making the money you want to make, to building the business you want, to building the life that you want for you, for your family, for your team, right? How committed are you? You know, because I say it, if you're not 100% committed, it's not the right goal. It's not the right outcome for you. You got to want it so bad. You're willing to do anything to go make it happen. Of course, within legal, ethical and moral bounds. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's number three. Number four is if you look at the most successful companies in our space, in the home improvement space, really in any space. But we're talking about home improvements. They're sales and marketing organizations. Right. It's all about marketing. Marketing to me is creating, keeping, and multiplying customers, right? Sales is part of that. So when you understand that you're a marketing company and that you have to sell and you have to sell on value, that puts you at an advantage, okay? And if you look at like the qualified remodeler, I was just at top 500, I did a presentation there on this, on this exact secret. That's what they wanted me to talk about was secret number four, the business that we're really in. The business we're really in is we're a sales and marketing organization. The business we're in is in the customer business. So it's all about acquiring customers, but at a profit, of course. We solve problems for profit. That's number four. Number five is 
taking control of your time. So really successful people don't waste their time on bullshit activities that aren't going to get them where they want to go. Right. They work on the high payoff activities, the activities that are going to give them leverage. So it's not about going out and being the number one salesperson for my company. No, it's about creating the number one sales force. For what I sell, whatever, you know, it happens to be landscape, uh, windows, roofing, whatever. Right. It's about creating um, a, a, the sales force. And what that means is you have to look at how you use your time is the way I'm using my time in line with the goals I want to reach. So if you set a goal of making, let's just say $400,000 a year, right? Well, you got to make over a thousand dollars a day to make that happen. And you're not going to make a thousand dollars a day by doing 15 and $20 an hour activities, Right. So that's number five. Number six is mindset. It's taking control of your thinking, taking control of your beliefs, right? And developing that. That is where, by the way, I mean, each one of these stacks on the other, but the mindset piece, like you alluded to earlier, that is the critical piece of all of this. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe that you'll ever be able to earn $400,000. You'll never do it. Right. Or that you don't deserve it. It's never going to happen for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's just never going to happen. So you got to work on yourself. And then finally, number seven is action. Take action. So again, the most successful people I know, they don't sit around. They sit around. Their job is to sit around and think, right? Right. Because that's the most high value activity that there is for a business owner. But it's also now that I've come up with this, now I got to get it done. Right. And I'm not going to take a month. You know, I'm going to take action like like what you did. So you learned something on a Tuesday, I think it was. Uh And on a Thursday, Uh you were already implementing. Is it any wonder like, I, I, you know, I always I always ask questions like, is it any wonder that you're doing as well as you are? Yeah. Right. You took action. How many other people were there that got the exact same information you did, but didn't put in the work and didn't implement? Well, the one of the worst things you could do is go back and be the same person that you are. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What, what I learned from that Tony Robbins event was um, you actually talked about it was was action. I came back home and put forth massive action. Yep. And I thought I was putting action until I put in massive action. Like yep. I'm talking relentless, massive action and then mindset. Like when I was going out to meet clients, I was actually visualizing them putting checks in my hand. Yeah. And the game was just like I couldn't even like I'm st- I, like I, I'm just going to be real. This, this is straight up real. I guess we've been being real the whole time. Sometimes I'm still pinching myself as saying, is this my life? Because I'm a bad motherfucker right now. I'm like, is this my life? Like, wow. But, but you are a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Because you believe it. Yeah. You know, and, and what's wrong with that? No, I love it. Beautiful thing. That's the end. And that's the end goal is to get to that point where you could say, wow. You know, and by the way, there's a bunch of other things too. One of them is being grateful. Yeah. Is having gratitude in advance. 
expecting success, right? When you did that, I get the impression from you that you expected these things to happen. Well, I meditate every morning. Yeah. 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 And you're creating the expectation by visualizing the people giving you checks. Yeah. Right. Learning, too, is another big one. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to come to the event, but you ended up coming and you learned. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what was funny. Last week, we're at top 500. Right. One of the biggest industry events. And the very first speaker was Jocko Willick. I don't know if you know him or not. He's the Navy SEAL guy. He's written a couple of great books. Great speaker, too, by the way. There was 400 people ish in the room for Jocko. First speaker of day one. This was a two day event. Okay. Okay. I was the second to last speaker on day two. Okay. Okay. Of the event. At the end of day one, there was less than half the people still in the room. The next day, there was about half of the people in the room from the day before, from the end of the day before. So there was a hundred and something people there. By the time I spoke, there was even less people. It wasn't a a dramatic drop-off, but there was even less people. But you know who, as I'm standing on stage and I'm looking out in the audience, there was one, two, three, four people in a row. Okay. And And I, there was a whole bunch of other people, but the four people in a row was Earl Ron and his wife, Amy Ron, who run a company, this little company called New South Window Solutions. OK, mm-hmm. they sold last year to PGT for 90 some million dollars. Wow. OK, they sold their company, but they've stayed on for two or three years. They want to help them grow. They're going to do over one hundred and fifty million dollars this year. They were still there at the very end. Next to them was who you were talking about. Mark, Mark Curry. Animal. Yeah. Mark. Mark yeah. Curry. And I don't know who what he's making. there at the end. Because you know why? Because they're learners, right? They're learners. They know that to be successful, and if I'm here, I'm going to watch everything. While other people were out partying in New Orleans, they went out, but they made sure to be there and be in every single session because they didn't want to miss anything. They wanted to get something from every person that was speaking, And that's another huge one. That is a takeaway I get from successful people. There's several things is they're always learning. They came from that humble beginning, just like you and I talked about, just like mostly all of them. They come from the bottom, really. Like it's like it's you hear. I I guess when you hear those guys who come from a very wealthy family, they're sometimes on another level and they're they're not. They've already been to their life is our event. They they don't have to be sold mindset. Their whole family already knows it. So they're not at our events. But most of the time these guys come from and then they're sort of like me. They're like, damn, this is my life. Oh, this yeah. is the shit. You know what I mean? And reading. Oh, my God. They're reading and learning in proximity. It's yeah. always that. That Those are the takeaways. Um, I don't want to hit too much on negative, but one or two that when you are working with companies, what are some of the things that they the head trash they got to get out? And I don't want to want to spend too much time on it, but let's I, I do well, want to wake up some of the I'll listeners. I'll tell you out. what, though, Dwayne, it's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. You know, one of the interesting things around success is that people around you, and I'm not sure if you've experienced this or not. I have a little bit. People around you, even though you haven't really changed that much, 
um, people around you might change a little bit towards you. And it's real, but people are afraid of it way too early. And it, it, it lets them, it, it impacts what they do and what they don't do. If that makes sense. It does make sense. Um, there's kind of a deserving thing that happens there. But I think really, I, I think one of the, the, the most negative things, it, it really goes back to clarity. It's just not being really clear on what you want. Because when you're really clear about what you want and you really get behind it and you really get committed to it, then you're going to be willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And when you don't have that, it's going to be tough to get what you want. You'll keep spinning your wheels. And look, you and me both know that the, the, the people that are listening, the people that are out there in the trenches every day, those are some of the hardest working people, some of the best people you will ever meet in your entire life. Whether they make a lot of money or they make a little bit of money has nothing to do with their who they are as people. There are a lot of people that work way, way, way harder than you and me and make a lot less money. Yeah. And to me, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's what you're focused on. And that's why yeah. it's so important about that mindset is what you're thinking about is what you become. I remember when I, I call it the wilderness, when I was in a wilderness, I, I end up, um, I had like an Uber account and I was Ubering around. Um, I was probably the hardest work. Matter of fact, I think they made laws for Uber because I overdrove. Um, I hated every moment of it. I did like having conversations with people, but I hated it because it wasn't what I wanted to be. Yeah. What happened was I was focused on the today bills and not where I wanted to go. And so my sadness that I was hitting every single day was there's just no way in hell I'm going to hit my goals in this Uber. And I don't want to take anything back from Uber driver. You know what I mean? I respect your hustle. But I, there was like, there was no way I want to hit my goals doing that. I see a lot of people who live, even people in business. Like I got a friend who work his ass off and it's like, dude, do this, but it's the bills. I got to do this. And they, they've sold themselves, their focus on this, this, this ideology or, or this way of making money that just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I see that bad. doesn't work. Yeah. And it's too bad. Yeah. And on your events that you have, the Accelerate event, we actually, Joshua and I talked about it. We enjoyed ourselves, but we're, we're the landscape outdoor living. We're not, we're actually not even really a landscape company. We actually, it's, it's easier to explain it, but we're more outdoor living. Like our projects are, yeah. you mean, 150,000, 200,000 tickets, every single one of them going up. But we, we were sort of trying to fit in there. Um, our listeners are sort of in that, they're not in that range of where we are, but they are landscaping. We are hitting home improvement. And so there was sort of a, a little disconnect, but the proximity of that event was just mind blowing. Amazing. Especially to see all those other guys hitting those, those higher millions, those tens and in mean, fifteens and millions of numbers that we're all working for. That was dope. Um, is it something that you guys would alter a little bit to get more people like us in or you're, that's where you're going to stay? And sort of hint, hint. That was a setup. Well, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that. And it's true, by the way. It is true. Mm -hmm. We are really kind of focused on the, the replacement contractor rather than the design build, which is more of what you guys are. But I will say this, though. I think the principles are the same. The principles are the same. So we talk about 
you know, the big three people, process and profit, people, process and profit. And, um, you know, um, I, I'd be curious to talk to you about doing something with you guys for your specific um, trade, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I think everything is transferable. Yeah, we're building a huge movement right now. Like we have the Yes Express class where we teach contractors how to design. We teach you inside how to sell. We're actually putting on a new program. Um, this was insane. Like we have a program that's starting in January and we opened up three weeks of it and we sold out all three weeks. And then we actually had to add three more weeks. So we we have six weeks. There's going to be 15 contractors at each week because we can only fit. I mean, so many yeah. people and they're actually going to build it. And so during that process of building, we're going to have a design and sales program and get that going, because I think the outdoor living landscape has sort of been left alone. Like yeah. the values are low, um, even the home improvement, kitchen guys, everybody, they just sort of like, oh, those those landscapers and even the homeowners, the values, the 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 real estate agents. And they're not really looking outdoors. And when you look at the projects that we design, according to everything else, these things are or next to amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I sit back sometimes like, holy shit, like we designed and built that. Yeah. And we have to elevate this industry because it's a wide open industry and nobody's in control of it with the certain type of class. I'm probably going to alienate and piss some people off by saying that, but there's still no control over elevating the industry. It's just who can throw the next paper, the next plant and something like that out there. Well, and it's, What's tough about that business in particular is that it is fragmented in in the in the respect of you could hire somebody like right now I am trying I am struggling to hire somebody to finish my night lighting because mm -hmm. I couldn't get one person to do the whole thing. So the one of the issues with what you guys do is there's night lighting, there's pavers. Mm -hmm. Right. There's softscape. There's hardscape. There's uh, pools, you know, water features. There's all these different things within one project. And so homeowners, if they don't have guys like you, they got to do they got to figure all this out themselves, which is what we had to do. Yeah. Right. I had one guy for the pool. I had one guy for softscape. I had another guy for hardscape. I got another guy for night lighting and it's been a nightmare. Now yeah. it's just the times too are, are, are crazy. We're living in unprecedented yeah. times, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm love what you're doing and, and the selling of it too. So it's interesting because a lot of people, in what you do and in the design build, they sell based on what everybody else is doing. Instead of selling on value, the value of having me, the value of having my company, we're going to do all of this for you. You're not going to have to worry. Are you going to pay a little more? Yes, but we're going to take care of you. That's what should be sold. That's what the sales presentation is. It's not about a bid. It's not about going out there and, oh, I'm going to design this up for you and then I'm going to send you a bid. No, you got to come out, sit there face to face, belly to belly at the kitchen table and go through it all with them and yeah. sell that job.
Yeah, we actually don't even type up bids unless the client yeah. is buying. Like once you say you're ready to go, we actually type up the contract. Right. Um, and there's just there's something that I, I want to tell you about this is this is difference about our industry. And this is what I believe. There's too many times that in life, no matter if you bought something today or yesterday or whatever, we really don't get to buy what we love. OK. And so what we've transformed this business to is we actually sell people what they can love. And it's yeah. very important about what it looks, how I it like feels, that. everything. That's and it's, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's That's we, really good. We focus on that. Yeah. When you talk about marketing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, we're a machine. We have we, we shut our marketing down like to 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 draw back. We turn it on and turn it off. And one day we'll tell like I don't mind telling people how to do it, but we're out of time. But I'll tell you how yeah. it's done. And it's okay. an, it's it's insane. Like we actually turn it on and turn it off. Um, I figured it out just by being so stressed out, didn't have anything. Yeah. And I, I went some massive action and it worked better than anything I've ever seen. So it's mind blowing. Brian, every great thing comes to an end. I'd love to spend more time chatting. Um, I'm still blown away that I did get to meet. It, it was it your wife. Yeah. Oh, did you guys on the elevator, like the freaking man who's running this whole thing. And we meet on the elevator and we're sort of looking at each other like, who are you and who are you? And you are the man like that's dope. And, I, and we get to have you on here. I'd love to have Josh on here with you because him and I were excited about talking to you. Not like not that everybody else wasn't the shit, but we could not wait to talk to you. Uh, Brian, um, how can people find you um, out there in the world in this ecos? So they can just, the simplest thing to do is just go to the wealthy contractor.com. Okay. The wealthy contractor. That, the wealthy contractor.com there. They'll find out about uh, the book. They'll find out about the podcast. They'll find out about the event. It's all, it's all at the wealthy contractor.com. Okay. And any closing words for our audience and something that can stick with them. Really? You're putting me <laughs> on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just say you got to believe in yourself. I didn't believe in myself for a long time. When I started to believe in myself, that's when things started. And I know it's it's said a lot and it's, you know, this and that. And people say, oh, believe in yourself, blah, blah, blah. But it's really true. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And and to end with the clothes on my side, like I, we interviewed a lot of people. You actually bring a lot of juice. You brought a lot of energy. Like I'm over here just ready to jump up and down. I've been writing notes and everything. So you got some fire. It's is is I think you gotta have key to to have that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome.